This is the story of writing for February 1st, 2024. On this day in 1865, U.S. President Abraham Lincoln signed the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. His signature sent it to the states to be ratified. It took about 10 months, but the needed three-quarters of U.S. states voted to make it an amendment. It abolished slavery throughout the U.S., except as a form of punishment for committing a crime. Many historians and legal experts say that language created a path toward racist applications of the law and a system of criminal prosecution that unfairly and overwhelmingly targeted black and brown Americans. On this day in 1884, the publishers of the Oxford English Dictionary printed the reference guide's first volume, which included entries from A to Ant. On February 1, 1942, The Voice of America began broadcasting radio and television signals into areas controlled by the Axis powers of Germany, Italy, and Japan. When the service began, announcers said, Today and every day, from now on, we will be with you from America to talk about the war. The news may be good or bad for us. We will always tell you the truth. A few months later, the Voice of America was moved under the supervision of the U.S. Office of War Information, which coordinated a sweeping propaganda campaign until the end of World War II combat in 1945. And it was on this day in 1960 that four black students first protested racist segregation by sitting at the Woolworths lunch counter in Greensboro, North Carolina, which only served white patrons. David Richmond, Franklin McCain, Ezel Blair Jr., and Joseph McNeil were the first four of approximately 70,000 black people who took part in similar sit-ins across the U.S. They were demonstrating against institutionalized second-class treatment of anyone with dark skin. The majority of these nonviolent actions took place from February to July of 1960, when Woolworths and others desegregated their lunch counters. It is the birthday of the poet, dramatist, and activist who wrote, Hold fast dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. The American writer who turned words into jazz and made both more meaningful, Langston Hughes, was born on this day in 1901. His 1921 poem, titled The Negro Speaks of Rivers, marked the beginning of both the Harlem Renaissance and Hughes' writing career, He produced novels and plays, though he is best remembered as a poet and newspaper columnist. Many of his poems were first published in The Crisis, the magazine of the NAACP, or National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. For nearly 20 years, Hughes wrote a column in the prominent black newspaper, The Chicago Defender. His work in both publications celebrated the endurance and resilience of blacks in America and he put the hopes and aspirations of this community into words that helped spark the U.S. civil rights movement. Today's reading is The Negro Speaks of Rivers, written by Langston Hughes and published in 1921. I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world, and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo, and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans, and I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers.
And that is the story of writing for February 1st. Thanks for listening. 